Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Father, we give you thanks. We bless you this first day. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm starting a new series called 2020 and Beyond or Beyond 2020. I believe that God is calling us into a place of greater impact for the next 10 years. And one of the ways that you think about the next 10 years and what you're going to do is look back over the last 10 years and ask yourself, what have you done? It's important that you look at your life and have a proper inventory around relationships, the kind of impact the decisions that you made, some were good, some were not so good. We're not speaking about condemnation. We're dealing with you having to come face to face with if I had to take back 10 years, what difference would my life have been? What, what if I'd made a better decision for my marriage, for my home, for my life? I want you to prepare and think about your life right now. If you added 10 years into your life this morning, where would you be? What, how old would you be? And then you have to ask yourself what kind of impact you're going to make for the next 10 years. I am preparing what I sensed in Chicago when I got up to worship on the opening night of the conference in Chicago with Dr. Winston. The Lord says, I'm going to put a times 10 on you. That means I'm going to accelerate the dream, the vision, and all that I have for you. How many is believing God? That God's going to do something exceedingly abundantly. Listen. We are not waiting, we are not waiting 10 years. Everything is accelerated. Here's what I believe. Here's what I believe. I believe that the next year is going to be very significant. That if you make the right decision, God is going to add and do things that will take 10 years to do. He'll do in one year. Who is believing God with me this morning? That God's going to do something so phenomenal in our lives that the door that God's opening up now, now, is going to unlock things that you would have waited 10 years for. He's going to bring it to you in one year called 2020. But you're going to eat so much. You're going to have so much to do and to eat. It's going to take you 10 years to unfold the full vision. How many of you know what I'm saying? That God can give you something now that will accelerate your life. So imagine that somebody comes to you this morning and says, here's your house, 10 years payment. I'm going to pay it up all up front in one year. That's the thinking. That's the mentality behind what I believe God wants us to think about and do. So Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 3, what it says there is, through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding... It is, it is established. Listen to it in the Passion Translation. Wise people are builders. And I want you to think about being a builder for your life. Listen to what it says. They build families, businesses, communities, and through intelligence and insight, their enterprises are established and endure. The days of you hitting and missing are over. You don't have time to make mistakes continuously. When you were young and hopping around like a crazy, someone who's trying everything and anything, there was a time for that. 
But now that God is bringing you into a place of maturity, in from 2020, you're going to find stability. You're going to find insight. You're going to get wisdom. You're going to build something. You're going to build a family. You're going to build a business. You're going to build big enterprises. You're going to build communities. Your life is going to have an impact in Jesus' mighty name. Someone say amen. It's really important to understand that there is something about your next 10 years that you need to solidify starting now in December. And so what I've developed is something called the 10 laws of life that I'm working for me. I'm thinking about my last 10 years and I'm asking, what would I have done differently? If I, if I get to replay and, you know, we can't turn back the clock, but we can wind it up again. So God's going to do a new thing. And I now need to use wisdom to plan, to plan my next 10 years. It's a decade of blessing I'm speaking to. The things that God is doing right now, is gonna, it's a decade of blessing. Give me the 10 laws of life. This is what I'm going to speak about in the next couple of weeks, starting today. If I have to look back and all the challenges I've been through, even as a ministry, people have come and gone. Buildings have come and gone. Opportunities that, that happen, things happen in our lives. But this is what you need to develop in your life. If I have to go back and I have to say the things that really, really matter are these 10 things. And I'm going to develop you in this. And we're going to speak about coaching you to your highest payday so that you can set your face like flint for the next 10 years. Listen, the pressure we're all under is that the clock is ticking. You can't stop the clock. You're going to have to start working with the clock. You're going to have to start working with God. Here's number one. If there's anything that you're going to have to fix, number one is your belief system. The question is, what do you believe? This is what I'm, I'm going to teach on this morning. I'm going to spend about just, I'm going to release our children today with the blessing, but I'm going to speak about the belief system of what you need as students and as leaders moving forward. Everybody has got a belief system. Everybody, it's, it's creating the output for your life. Number one is your belief system. Number two, if I had to go and so, sort out and fix out anything inside of me, I had to establish the fact that Christ is my foundation. Not my children, not my family, not my family name. My, 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 my new family name is that we come from the I am family. Jesus Christ is our foundation. I wouldn't be so caught up with, with people and, and trying to try to impress people or, or try to hover around my own personal family. I would go and find my foundation in Christ so I, my life can stand. If you're going to build anything, there must be a foundation. If you're going to build your marriage, there must be a foundation. If you're going to build your life, there must be a foundation. Christ is our foundation. Number three is that I'm going to, I would have, and, I, and, and you need to know that, I mean we do, but I would have placed a greater emphasis on my relationship with the Holy Spirit. There are many voices out in the world. But if there's one voice that you need to listen to, is the Holy Spirit. Because He teaches you to profit and He's going to lead you by the way that you should go. Number four is visioneering. It's like, what do you see? God can do nothing beyond what you see. Do you have a vision for your life? Are you, are you visioneering some stuff? Are you seeing some stuff? You know, people tell me, I'm never going to be able to travel... Um, to Rome for a holiday. Don't worry. You never will. I don't see myself staying in that house. Don't worry. You never will. 
It's the people that see. And anytime you find somebody who's a dreamer, their life comes under attack. You ask, you ask Joseph. He has a dream and his brothers hate him, not because of anything, but because he's seeing something. The question I'm asking you this morning, do you see yourself coming out of Coronationville? No, 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 no. Listen, I come from there. That's what I'm saying, Coronation. I'm not talking about Tukis and Eldos and even Anadel, whatever. I'm talking about Cori. The fact is, do I see myself? The question is, what are you seeing this morning? God can do nothing beyond what you can see. You can only possess what you can see. If you can see what others cannot see, you can go where others cannot go and you can have what others cannot have. You must have a vision for your life. For 2020, you cannot live your life anymore looking for money. You must have a vision to live by. There's something that you cannot see yet. The thing that you're not experiencing yet. But in my mind's eye, I am clear of where we're going. All the good men are taken. Really? Is that what you're seeing? But if you believe this morning that there is a man that God has prepared for me, oh, let me speak to the woman. That there is a woman that's not messing around, that God has preserved just for me. Oh, men are dogs. Wrong vision, honey. Wrong vision. You need to have a vision of a good future on the inside of you. Every day you must wake up and dream. We live by faith and not by sight. Sight is the enemy to your dream. Because all you're saying is this all I have. Let's move on. Number five, investing in kingdom relationships. I wasted my time with people that are casual relationships. A waste of time and money. People that don't give a, 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 a covenant relationship, I don't spend my time and energy with them anymore. I invest in people that are willing to invest in kingdom relationships. Number six, possessing my inheritance. That means I need to grow up. All the trouble. You can't, you can't be excluded from trouble. Trouble's going to come. The question is, do you grow up or do, do, you, do you go through trouble or do you grow through trouble? You must grow up spiritually, walk in love, not get offended for nonsense and the like. Kingdom dynamics. What does it mean? There are kingdom keys that unlocks the future of people. How to understand the kingdom of God. What does the kingdom look like? Why Not, not church, not trying to get old churchy. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. Do you know that... Huh, uh, let me, I'll explain later. Let me get into the scripture. Number seven, the wealth transfer. Number eight is the wealth transfer. Do you understand that God needs to transfer wealth? No believers in this church. Do you know that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just? Do you know how to handle the wealth transfer that God has got? We've just been given the keys to become one of the largest media houses in Johannesburg and South Africa. We're coming after this thing with everything. you got to hear me. I prayed. I said, God, you give us one chance. We're coming after this thing. We're coming after it. We're going to take our moment and we're going to hit this thing. Because if God's going to give me Goliath to face, I'm telling you one stone and his head's coming off. His head is coming off. Because we're coming after. When David took Goliath's head off, he walked with debt-free living. 
debt-free living. Because not all battles pay you the same reward. You must understand the power of the wealth transfer. That God wants to transfer wealth into the hand of the righteous so that we can advance the kingdom of God. Please say amen. Commanding my day. I would have woken up with more vigor understanding that whatever I say in the morning is going to happen in my day. The reason why you're sitting in a mess is because you keep on speaking, using the word, my life is hectic. That's why your life is hectic. If you want your day to be blessed, you must command your morning. You've got to set your day. You've got to speak into your life. You've got to speak blessing upon your own life. You've got to command your day to obey. You've got to speak into things. Come on, somebody. Is there anybody who is going to speak back? You know that bulls has got the voice. Hulle praat. Jy moet terug praat. You're going to tell that thing, you shut up. We are blessed. We are not going to go into debt. We are debt free. We are walking in victory. God's favor is upon our lives. You got to speak back. When your body speaks to you and says we're sick and you're going to die early, you got to speak back. No, 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 not in this body. This body will live long and strong. We are anointed for victory. Wherever we go, we will live and not die. Come on, somebody, there's victory in this house. Shout amen. My legacy project, what are you going to leave behind? Many people are so concerned what they're going to leave to your children. Leave to your children. That's not legacy. It's what you leave in your children. It's what you leave in the generation. That's your legacy. So let's deal with your belief system. I'm going to preach only for a few minutes. That's all I've got left. The next 20 minutes. Because I want to speak to you this morning as you leave this campus today concerning your belief system. And where you're going and what is required. I have a confession that you need to take home with you. It's called a blessing. Everybody believes something. Everybody has got a belief system. Some people believe you don't have to get born again. That's a belief system. No, no, you don't get baptized in the water. That's your belief system. We respect it. But look at your world and your world is a reflection of your belief system. Everything that you believe. You either thinking... Uh, can, I, can I share something with you? Okay. You were, you were made to rule in this life. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. When God made man, He said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them have a place to rule. Let them have dominion. Let them rule over their circumstances. That's a belief system you've got to fight for. That I'm not here to be ruled by people. And anytime I don't know who I am and the gift in my, in my hand, you get ruled by people. Because you've got to go and find a job. Who says that you were born in Aldo's and you have to die in Aldo's? Who said so? Who, who, who gave you that belief system? Everybody believes something, please, man. The Muslims, the unbelievers, uh, you know, the atheists, I mean, it's very tough to be an atheist anyway. I mean, to believe that a God doesn't exist, it takes more faith to believe that. But everybody believes something. 
And so what you've got to do is understand that if I'm going to shape my 2020, I'm going to have to understand what do I believe? What do I really believe? Do I really believe that God can bring my marriage out of any kind of challenge? Do I really believe that God can make us the head and not the tail? Question is, what do you believe, son? Daughters, when you leave here today, you must guard your belief system with everything because everybody believes. And the enemy is always trying to find you to come out from what you believe in God for so that he can control you. How many believe in miracles? You're not sure. But we're going with, I'm going to preach until you understand what do you believe? What do you believe? All things are possible to who? Those who believe. My whole world changed when I started believing God. Traveling the globe. Having holidays where we have holidays. My home, my house, my business, your payday, the books, the things that God is doing across the globe. All because of a belief system. The question you have to ask yourself this morning is what do you believe? And challenge it. Why? Because it is setting you up either for failure or for success. Do you believe that you have the favor of God upon your life? Do you believe that God does His best work in December for you? Do you believe that you don't need a boss to make it in this life? Do you believe that God has got a special partner, life partner just for you? Do you believe that God's got a special life partner just for you? That you don't have to go and kiss all the ugly frogs before you find your prince. Do you believe that? That God can send somebody across the globe who's God-fearing, that would love you, that's got vision, that's got direction, that, is, that, 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 that has got the blessing of God upon him. Do you believe it? You must challenge your belief system. I believe that our best month of the year is December. I, I really do. We got this confession in our home that every time we go on holiday, we find miracles breaking out all around the ministry. Not financially. And just God doing things because we are at rest. Every time we believe that the blessing, because listen to what it says. God said, let us make man according to our, give me verse 28. To have dominion, God blesses them. What is the blessing? The blessing is an empowerment. He puts them operating in the earth with an operating system called the blessing. The blessing is on them. The blessing is on them. Satan wasn't after anything else than the blessing. Proverbs 10 and 22, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Not I make me rich. There's something operating for me. It's working for me. It's operating in my life that's making me rich. It's sending me to places. It's opening up doors. It's granting me favor. The blessing of the Lord, not the blessings. The blessing produces blessings. But when the blessing of the Lord is on you, you are different to everybody else. You are not like anybody else. Others are failing, but you will not fail. Others can fall down, but you will stand upright. Come on. Is there anybody that understands the power of the blessing? I am giving you what... This is what has separated us. Eight years ago, we lost the building we were in, 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 in Delta Freedom Park. 
and I took a flight to my first flight to the States, the last decade. My first flights, our first flights overseas. And when I got to Dr. Winston, we had a meeting with him. He says, as you're sitting at his desk, myself and Pastor Z, he comes around the back of this desk, he lays his hands on us. And I never understood it. He said, the blessing is going to make right everything that has gone wrong. Eight years later, we own our own land. We've got our own vision. We've got our students coming through. We've got leaders coming through. And the kingdom businesses are beginning to push through. Where did you have something like that? That by the 2nd of December, we're starting to work. What? We're opening up the doors on the 2nd of December. That's one business. Our next business is in mining. It's starting tomorrow. Oh, you don't want to hear that? No, no, it's our belief system. No, believe what you want to believe. We are believers in this house. Where are the believers? They need to shout yes and amen in this place. We're not backing down. Does God rest? Does God need a holiday? Does God need Black Friday? No, no, you chase after Black Friday. I'm standing in the blessing because the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and it adds no sorrow. When the blessing is on you, no man can stop you. Let me tell you something now. When I walk through the shops, whatever I need at the time that I need it, because the blessing is on me, all of a sudden it must go on special. It must be more than a half price. I don't care about your Black Friday chasing. I'm staying with the blessing of the Lord. It maketh rich. It's the original operating system. If you don't have the blessing on you, you don't have a choice but to go and work for a boss, go and sleep with whoever and have your life messed up because you need to depend upon people. But we're looking to the Word of God. It's our belief system. Say, I'm a believer. Shout it louder. Say, I'm a believer. Say, I'm a believer. Shout it louder. Say, I'm a believer. Here's your confession. Do you know that the Jewish people, they... The impact that they make. Why you need to go to Israel? You find in deserts where there's no water. These people are growing the biggest veg and doing things that's incredible. Why? Can I give you the depth of your problem? Play me the video, please. Turn the lights off and play me the video. I want to share something with you. Pay attention for just a few minutes. Have a look at this. of our life is coming from the programs of life, how to live life that we get in the first seven years of life. The movie The Matrix is not science fiction. It's a documentary. Every human, and it's a fact, every human first seven years is, uh, is download a hypnosis. The brain of a, a child under seven is in a lower vibrational frequency. When you put wires on a, a person's head, you read electroencephalograph, reading brain activity. A child below seven has a lower vibration than consciousness. It's called theta. Theta is imagination. Oh, that's how kids play a, a tea party with mud pies. But to them, it's a real thing. A kid rides a broom, it's a horse. Theta is also hypnosis. And the idea is this, before you can become conscious, if you don't have any programs, what are you gonna be conscious of? Theta is hypnosis. You just watch, you watch your parents, you watch your siblings and your community because you have to learn how many hundred thousand rules, think about it. 
just to be a functional member of a family and a functional member of a community, there are rules. I teach an infant these rules. I say, oh, you don't have to. First seven years, they just they observe it and just download it. Look, this is not new. I mean, there's the famous book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And basically said, you come from a poor family and you could struggle your whole life and try to get rich, but you're not gonna make it. And if you come from a rich family, you could be stupid your whole life and make it. Not because it was thinking, but it was unconscious behavior that was downloaded from rich families into kids, uh, which is unconscious. So they're, they're making the right moves unconsciously. If they engage their conscious mind, then they look stupid, but it's unconscious. And that's the same thing with poor people. Poor people have beliefs from the family Oh, you can't make it, life's a struggle, things are hard, who do you think you are? And if that's the program you get, then 95% of the day you will sabotage yourself. And that's why poor people stay poor and rich people stay rich, because of the programming. 95% of our life, this is a fact, comes from those programs in the subconscious. Every day, only about 5% of the life are you using conscious, which is creative. And the Jesuits, for 400 years, they were boasting, and people didn't understand. They say, give me a child until it's seven and I will show you the man. They've been saying that for 400 years because they knew seven years was the program period. And 95% of your life after that will be whatever that program is. And after age seven, how do you put new programs in? Repetition, practice. You want to drive a car? You didn't learn, learn how by just getting in the seat and put the key in. You had to practice driving the car. You want to learn uh, the alphabet. How many times did you go from A to Z, uh, you know, trying to go to A to Z before you can complete it? And once you completed it, you didn't have to go back and do it again. If you're not a happy person, I say, you want to be a happy person? Then repeat all the time. I'm happy. I'm happy. I say, well, you don't look happy or anything. I say, no, I, who am I talking to? By repetition, I'm talking to subconscious. If subconscious gets, I am happy, and 95% of your life comes from that subconscious, there will be a point once the subconscious got, I am happy, you don't have to say it again. But you have to do, repetition is a, it's a habit. It's making habit. So you got to do something religiously in the sense of repeating it, repeating it, repeating it to make it work. Glory. Do you understand why the Jewish people, they lay their hands on their children from the beginning to say, do you understand that Papa Abraham has got the blessing of God upon him? He is our father. And no one in this family is broke. Because what Adam lost in the garden, in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, God calls a man by the name of Abraham. Listen. The Lord said to Abraham, get out from your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. Next verse. And I will make you a great nation. I'm going to put something on you called the blessing. I will bless you. And make your name great. As a young man and woman, you don't have to make your name great. You just have to operate with the blessing. The blessing will move you to the top every single time. The blessing will move you to the highest positions. The blessing will favor you. Shout yes and amen. And you shall be a blessing. He didn't give him anything else but the original operating system. The subconscious of a Jewish child does not know broke. It only knows innovation. It only knows how to start an Apple company. It only knows how to solve world's problems. Because seven years of development, they only taught to understand the power of the blessing. It's on you. 
And the child walks around with the mind that says, I'm not running from problems. I'm running to them. What happened? Their belief system was fixed. And they don't deviate. What's our problem? That was not your first seven years. Instead of your mother and your father raising their hands to bless you, they raise their hands to, yes, that's so stupid, so it's your grandpa. The blessing is an empowerment. When Abraham puts it on him, no matter what goes on around him and what's happening in the economy and the earth, Abraham is functioning under the blessing and it's always producing results. Let me give you a reference that you can remember when you go. What is the blessing? It's an empowerment. For Orthodox Jews on Friday evenings in their homes, the father lays his hands on his children and pronounces God's blessings over them. No wonder Jewish children grow up to be winners in the fight of life. They become some of the world's greatest inventors, bankers, musicians, and entertainers. Although a minority race, the Jews have produced the most number of Nobel Prize winners. I believe that is because they bless their children in the same way the, the patriarchs of the Old Testament did. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob released God's blessings upon their children by laying hands on them and speaking forth the blessings. What is the blessing? Number one, it's the covenant of God which overrides the curse. You know that Christ has redeemed us from, from the curse of the law. Because of Jesus Christ, we have access to the, that the blessing of Abraham comes upon us. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 lets you know that. Number one, it's the covenant of God which overrides the curse. The curse is operating in the earth. You don't have a choice unless you go and have an escape called the blessing. Number two, it's the anointing of God through which divine favor flows. Some people got no favor, no favor. Nobody comes to their help, nobody comes to their aid, nobody gives them anything. They got no favor. But you as a child of God, you are highly favored. Number three, it's the power of God in your life to make you fruitful. Some people have not, they've only named babies. They've never named a product. You wear everybody else's name brand. You got nothing that you can't get that came from you. It's time that in 2020, you name something. Not another baby. I'm not talking about baby dedication. I'm talking about the business dedication. It's an empowerment to succeed. So, there is a world we're sending you now into. And our children into. That if they don't have the blessing or the empowerment, they are open to all kinds of curses and failure in life. The blessing of the Lord is upon you. It will surround you like a shield. When Jesus led them out and he was about to enter and, and return to heaven on the day of ascension, the Bible says in Luke 24, 50, Jesus led them up as far as out as Bethany and he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. He released the blessing of God upon them. He says, you can stay in the earth and no one will touch you. It says when the blessing is on you, it says... Uh, in John chapter 6 and verse 33, it says there'll be trials and tribulations in the earth. But be of good cheer. I, I have they have been deprived to, of harming you. I've taken its power away from messing with your life and with your destiny. Why? Because he blessed them. Because he blessed them. The blessing. 
working for you. My time is up. But the power of the blessing in your life. Give me one scripture. Mark chapter 7 verse 24. Glory be to Jesus. From, from there he arose and he went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and wanted no one to know it, but it could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept on asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. Her daughter wasn't even in the same place. But Jesus said to her, let the children be full first. For it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Oh my God, what an offensive statement. He was saying that the, the, the time and the dimension I'm in, what I'm going to do after the cross is going to open up to all the Gentiles. But I've come for the children of Israel. She refuses to be offended and holds on to her belief system that this man has got an answer. She refuses to be. She answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For this saying, go your way. The demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she came to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. You understand that your belief system, because you're making a demand from your belief system from the man of God and the word of God, that I don't have to come to your house. Someone's got to believe. Do you, must you have the man of God come to your house? According to this year, we can send the word. We can send a word over your home. I'm sending your word over your holiday home. I'm sending a word over your family. You're going to have peace this December. I don't have to come to Durban. I don't have to come to your own house. We're just sending the word and the word will heal you. Come on, somebody. Shout yes and amen. They cannot touch you. Your life is off limits to the enemy. Do you believe that? Here's the, here's, here's, here's the confession. Here's the confession. I'm going to keep on believing and keep on building my life around His Word. My God, my time is up. Your belief system is setting you up for failure or success. Here's your confession. Put up a confession. Say with me. The blessing, it's working, it's flowing, it's removing anything that is a burden to me and delivering to me everything I need to live a life of victory in Jesus' name. Now watch. That was your conscious, not your subconscious. Your problem now is that you must reprogram your subconscious to begin to believe. We've got 31 days in December and we've got a 31-day confession of every single day, we're going to reprogram and we're going to say it again and again and again and again. And uh, come on, you've got to believe now, right now with me. You've got to move from saying amen and a tick and a like on Facebook to actually saying it. Because you're not saying it for out there. You're saying it for in here. Because your whole belief system is, is you sabotage your own belief system by what you heard people say for the first seven years. You now have the opportunity. 
I don't care what your education is like. I don't care how many mistakes you made in the last decade. The deal with God this morning is that you, if you confess this word, come on, let's go again. The blessing is on me. It's working for me. It's flowing through me. Removing anything that is a burden to me and delivering to me everything I need to live a life of victory in Jesus' name. Amen. We need to say it again because you see, look at your neighbor and say, are you a burden to me? Because God's going to remove you. Let them know. Because I'm dealing with the blessing of God upon my life. If you, God says, whoever blesses you, I will bless. And whoever curses you, I believe it. That when somebody curses me, I'm like, mm, you shouldn't have done that. Because I just pray for you. I don't, I don't curse you. I don't pray. Why? Because anybody who curses you when you're in the blessing, they get cursed. You can't mess with a child of God that's blessed. You can't mess with a child of God wherever I go. You can't touch my house. You can't touch my clothing. You can't touch my car. You can't touch when the blessing of the Lord is on me. You are in trouble for touching my life. Shout yes. Don't let them mess with you. My belief system around the blessing has been developed over the last eight years. Since that man laid his hand upon me, I believe wherever I go, something's going to shift. You cannot get into my presence and your life not change. You cannot hang around with me and your life not increase. You cannot be with me and your life not improve because the blessing is on my life. Shout yes! They'll tell you you can't afford that wedding. Then God says, I pay it in full and I give you a holiday overseas and I give you a new house and I new, give you a new car. Why? It's the blessing. Don't you mess with somebody who's got the blessing of God upon them. Tell your neighbor, don't mess with me. Say, I'm blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Come on. Five things you must know. That's five parts. When you wake up in the morning and when you, if, if you've not taken this note down yet, you are in, you are really going to be cursed. I'm serious. I'm not cursing you. I'm talking about that you need to speak yourself into your future. Don't you take this word for granted and you come and cry here in December. Oh, they robbed my house. They can't touch your house when the blessing is on you. They can't touch your family when the blessing is on you. Come on, say it with me and say it loud this time like you ate something. Shout, let's go. The blessing is on me. Number one, it's number two. It's flowing through me. It's moving everything that is and delivering to me everything I need to live a life of victory in Jesus' name. Come on, shout an amen in this place. High five your neighbor and say, I'm blessed. Say, so you're sitting next to a blessed person. Now I'm giving you final scripture. We're done. Final scripture, let me go. Genesis chapter 27. Abraham is about to die. He passes the blessing on to Isaac. Isaac's getting old. He needs to pass the blessing on to his boy. You know the story, Jacob swindles. And now he's sitting. Esau comes afterwards and asks for the blessing. He comes, Jacob comes to his father and he says, and he came near him and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him. And empowered him. 
didn't put, didn't say go, you, God's going to give you a house. No. He put an operating system on him. I can die now because the blessing is transferred. Because you're going to do what I've done and even greater. It's called the blessing. It's called the blessing. Surely, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Glory be to Jesus. Therefore, may God, watch what the blessing does. Therefore, may God give you number one of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. That means your business cannot go down. That means that you'll never, you'll never need anything. Listen to this, students, with the blessing of the Lord on you. Listen to what it says. Let the peoples serve you. That means I'm going to make you the boss. The blessing will make you the boss. And nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren. Anybody that hasn't got the blessing has got no choice but become a servant. Anybody who's got the blessing, it moves you to the top. It makes you operate on a whole different level. Whatever you need, I don't care how much education they've got. I don't care how many degrees they've got. I'm watching people with so many degrees, more than a thermometer. Yet they can't operate in this life. Why? Because it's still under the curse. Your education means nothing, my friend. You're going to need a revelation of the Word of God that you are blessed. I'm watching people that don't qualify. That God is shutting and blinding the eyes of people. Do you know how many applications came in for that media house? And the company turned around and said, we're not doing business with them. We're doing business with you. I mean, Pastor Brian goes into this meeting, right? And they're all now waiting for this man to come because he's going to come in. And just that day, Pastor Brian, you know, his car was somewhere else and I was on a holiday. Pastor Brian takes my car, pulls up with my car to this meeting. It wasn't even planned that way. These people say, this boy's rich. This boy's got all the money on him. Come on, somebody. God's going to shut the eye of the enemy so that you can be promoted in this season. When the blessing of the Lord is on you, it maketh rich and it adds no sorrow. Shout yes and amen. And let your mother's sons bow down to you. My God. My God. Let even anybody that knows you, when they look at you, they say, but my God, there's something on this boy. I know you changed my nappy. What's that got to do with the blessing? It's on me. And wherever we go in 2020, you better not mess with a blessed person. Shout to your neighbor. Say, I'm blessed. Because people cannot help but help you. This is your season. Curse be everyone who curses you. And blessed be those who bless you. My job is to train you up in the blessing. Today we release the blessing of the Lord upon you. Stand. Stand. Students, stand. Today, the blessing of the Lord is being released upon your lives. Lift your hands. Whatever industry, whatever direction you take, you will reach the top of your game. You will move with great influence. Every lesson, every teaching, every relationship is connected to your destiny. 
you'll find kind innkeepers. You'll find help every single step of the way. Because I release the blessing of the Lord upon you. And the whole church agreed and said, Amen. Let's stand this morning.